We're ready now? Is it already recording? Yes, I can chop this off. How long have we been recording? <laughs> About a couple of seconds. Did they hear me beatboxing? Yes, they did. I always get you. I always Here's get you. Here's my disclaimer that I don't actually consider that beatboxing. I would just, <laughs> I'm, I'm way more beastie than that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's get this let's get this show started. Welcome ladies and gentlemen once again to another episode of Random Bible Question. I'm your host Malcolm Jessup and to the area of me, I guess. To the area of the area, me? Yes, the area. I'm, you're not sitting to my left and right technically. You're in the yeah, area. Technically of me. your left hand is closer to me. Yeah, yeah. So, to the area of me? Yeah. Okay. Just go with it. Edit, I, edit that out. We'll edit that out. It, <laughs> no, knowing our our past, we won't edit that out. No, we need to. No. That, that really, we start to question his credibility. When to the area of me? Come on. You're in. You're in. I'm. You're never we're mind. We're all in <laughs> the vicinity. To the area. The so, lovely. So where would Julian be then? That lovely voice you hear arguing with me day and night <laughs> is Jana. Just and day, just day to clarify that I am married to Julian. Here. <laughs> I don't argue with Malcolm at night. That would be inappropriate. No, not, yeah. <laughs> we're not even. We are not even saying it like. Oh my goodness. Oh goodness. Yes. Yeah, so we have uh, Julian and Janae, and then joining us, Julian and Jana. What is happening? You just said Janae. I did say Janae. No, Janae will be with us. Jana. These J's, man. These J's. And to add to the foyer of another J, we have on the phone with us Mr. Justin Mickens. Justin? Hey. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I swear, this... How's that funny? How's that funny? I'm just saying hello. No, no I'm, laughing at, I'm laughing at the earlier part, Justin. Just... Uh, it's, 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 a day, it's a weekly struggle. It it's is. a weekly, weekly struggle, and it's, it's. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but man, <laughs> man, oh man, man, oh man. I I need Advil every time I leave. Well, you come correct when you talk to me. <laughs> you shouldn't nitpick. <laughs> it's it's kind of my thing, you know. Oh my goodness. Sorry. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've got an interesting show to you, for you today. It's uh. One that I feel that uh, should really open up your eyes in terms of how uh, you meet, how, how, how you interpret some of your favorite Bible characters, depending on who they are, and how you perceive them. Uh, anybody want to take a guess at what today's uh, episode is consisting of, or are we just going to give me the side look, as usual? No, I, I can help no, you out with that one. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Ju Julian. Well, this one is based on random Bible question number 43. And it says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Name some Bible characters and some of the sins, insecurities, and shortcomings they struggled with. Now, see, right there, that's a deep question right there. Because it's really focusing us to really look into our Bibles and really search out and really see our favorite Bible characters for who they really were. But the emphasis is also not going to be on the sin, it's going to be on the sinner and how the Lord forgave them and bought them out of the sin. I think that will be our focus for these characters uh, today. So with that being said, huh? 
Uh, go on. Yeah, mine wasn't really going in that direction, but you know. Well, overall, I want us to you know talk about these characters, but at the end of the day, I want us to really emphasize that at the end of it all, God was still able to forgive. Like as long as they presented themselves to God in a forgiving manner, the Lord forgave them. Now, it, some of these, some of these characters too, we could have some characters that were like. I'm going to just stay in my sinful ways and we're going to go over how God repeatedly tried to show them the light and get them to come out of their sin and how they refuse. The, the overall message is going to be, or at least I'd like us to come to the conclusion of, that God's forgiveness, God's love for us is unbounding and everlasting and he wants us to be with him. So he's going to give us, you know, the, the chance of 70 times 7 in terms of how many times we can, we can, like, like, we can mess up, but he'll still want us back. There's no, there's no back turning unless, of course, we turn our back. All right. So, uh, let's go ahead and start off with prayer. Uh, who's going to pray today? Johnny, you going to pray, pray again for us? You going to open us up? I guess. Sorry, edit that out. I am very happy to pray. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for bringing us out here today, um, for letting us have a, a good Sabbath day's rest. And please be with us, Lord, as we uh, get into today's discussion. Please allow us to have fun, but also to uncover some truths and to touch some lives as well. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. So, who wants to start off first with their characters? Or should I just go? I'm just gonna go. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> so, I've got about two characters that I want to uh, bring to light in terms of how they were built up, how they were on the pedestal, how they fell, and how God picked them back up. Okay. <laughs> So my first character is going to be King Nebuchadnezzar. I like how you said that. Sounded like a little startle over there. No, there's no King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar. There's no struggle in that. Always, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, but you know. Not on a side, uh, on a, on a, only on a brief side note. You know I used to call it Nebuchadnezzar. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I just thought that sounded awesome. I'm like Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebi Chad Nezer. <laughs> but it's Nebuchadnezzar. That's how I Nebi, say it now. Nebi Chad Nezer. But continue. Mom, I'm sorry. I didn't, mean, I, I, I didn't mean Nebi Chad Nezer. Okay, just call him Chad. You are embarrassing all of us. How how do you say it? Nebuchadnezzar. 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 I can say, okay, Nebuchadnezzar. Is that better? Nebuchadnezzar. Thank you, Justin. I just. <laughs> just, okay. just Chad for you. Or Nebi. Nebi, let's do that. No, Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar, I got it. Anyway, NT. Can you call it the Nebuchadnezzar? Huh? <laughs> what? Can you call it the Nebuchadnezzar? It's kind of like a play on, like, we call you the Nizza. The Nizza. <laughs> Rizza the Rizza for Shizza? Really? <laughs> I like that. Are we really, are we, are we going uh -huh. to, are we going into the 36 chambers of Daniel? I, I like this. I think. We keep to this theme. All right, we're switching the theme. Hip-hop versions of Bible <laughs> <laughs> This reminds, Justin, this reminds me of the little side project we talked about of doing a biblical version of Samurai Shampoo. Oh, that would be fresh. That would be. But anyway, we've gone off topic a little bit. Nebuch Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> King of... King of Babylon. Conqueror of the Jewish people of... Uh, uh, what was it called? 
Not, it wasn't Israel, this is Judea. Yeah. So, as you know, going through, you, you, you can follow in your Bibles too, in the, in the, in, in the book of Daniel, uh, he kind of dominates the first several hundred chapters, several, not hundred, several chapters going from about chapters one through chapters nine. Um, and we're all familiar with his more mainstay tributes to the Bible in terms of what he did with uh, Daniel and his, uh, and the three Hebrew boys, you know, getting thrown into uh, the uh, the furnace after he had that dream about the idol and uh, what that idol represented. But he was like, no, I'm Nebuchadnezzar. I'm going to just do that whole idol of gold and everybody's got to bow down to it. Um, we're going to be focusing on how, after Daniel and the Lions, then, uh, the folk, like Nebuchadnezzar, realized that. Hold go on. ahead. Daniel and the Lions, then, wasn't Nebuchadnezzar. It wasn't? No. That, oh, that was Babylon. Ooh, I'm jumping ahead. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Thank Just you. For, that was Darius. That was King Persians. Darius. Yes, that was the Persians. Good God, Daniel lived a long time. He did. He 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 did. But then again, that's why Daniel, the book itself, is so big. Going forward with Nebuchadnezzar, we'll start first off with uh, his dream about how he had the stat, like the the dream of the giant statue, the gold bronze, the gold, silver, bronze, uh, iron, clay, and the feet of iron, clay, and how uh, a big boulder came through, rolled down, knocking it over. Nobody in the kingdom could, uh, nobody in the kingdom could translate the dream, and he called forth Daniel and his people, and Daniel was able to interpret the dream. And going from there, uh, he was like, "Well, I think that that's all well and good, but I'm going to focus on that first part you told me, Daniel, that uh, Babylon was the gold head. That's that's great. So let's just do that statue that you talked about, but let's make it like." Ex- all gold, everything. All, all, all gold, pretty much all gold, everything, top to bottom. And, and, and because it represents Babylon, which ergo represents me and my greatness, how about we do this one better? Let's just go ahead and just worship it, ergo worship me, because I'm the shiznit. Basically. So, so it led to the thing of um, creating the statue and then creating the consequences of not bowing to the statue. <laughs> Uh, that if you didn't, after the horn sounded three times, correct? Uh, if you did not fall on your face and worship the statue, uh, you're going to get tossed into this fiery furnace to emphasize that he is God and you shall go- know God's fiery wrath. And we all know how that story goes. Uh, the three Hebrew boys, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, did not fall on their face and was like, nah, bruh, we're not worshiping him. And Nebuchadnezzar being the, the, the chummy, chummy king that he was, like, hey, you know, I like you. You guys are smart. You interpreted my dreams. I sound like DJ Khaled. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to give you... Don't encourage him. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you one more shot, but you better do it. You better... What? Oh, my God. You heard I, I don't, that's, how, that's how my imagination That's how you is. view it in your yes, mind. You that's exactly it. The DJ Khaled. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> oh, my Tell God. Y'all are just. The D, yes, DJ Khaled is playing the role of Nebuchadnezzar right now. Because <laughs> I'll hold you down. Uh, oh, we are done. We are done. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he was like, he tells the Hebrew boys, like, hey, you guys get one more shot. Don't disappoint me. And they're like, whoa, King, don't even waste your time. And he's like, what? Yeah, go ahead and just throw us in because we ain't going to do it. 
We know who the true God is, and despite what you garnered, get, uh, gathered from us interpreting your dream, you're not the true God. So save your time, save the save the trumpeter's breath, just go ahead and toss us in. And Nebuchadnezzar's like, what? The insult, just, no, man, oh, okay, you want to be all hot and heavy, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to make an example out of you. Hey, he told his woes to go ahead and... No, no. he did not. No, he did not. No, too much. Too much. Woes, really? <laughs> They're from Toronto now? <laughs> this is great. I love them. <laughs> See, Justin gets it. Let's continue. I... As I shake my head, <laughs> dude said, "Whoa!" Yes, he told his woes to go make the thing three times hotter and repeated it. Yes, I did. Okay, he want to make sure that the audience knows. <laughs> but, so he told him to make it three times hotter, three to four times hotter. So they did as they were commanded, and it was so hot that upon even approaching the furnace, they collapsed from the sheer heat coming off of it. And then it was like, okay, my big strong man died just by getting close to it. Yeah, it's hot enough. Toss them in. So uh, the next people threw them in, and they're like, cool, it's done. It's over with. Now, he looked back to his people, back to worship. He's like, wait a minute, King, wait a minute, wait a minute. You might want to take a look at that. It's like, what? And he was like, uh, Stuart, did we not throw uh, three people in there? It's like, yeah, King, we did. Why do I see four? And to fast forward a little bit, of course, it was uh, Jesus walking in the midst of them. He had delivered the three Hebrew boys. And when they came out, uh, three boys came out. It was like, hey, you don't even smell of your, your hair. Is in, Nebuchadnezzar felt them and touched them. It was like, whoa, man, you, you, your hair is not singed. Your clothes don't smell of smoke. What, what in the world is this? And they're like, that's the power of the one true God. So at that point, Nebuchadnezzar was like, yeah, uh, Never mind what I said. Destroy this idol. Uh, true God, yes. So fast forward a little bit. Nebuchadnezzar, that's how Nebuchadnezzar was brought to worship of the one true God. And we're going to fast forward a little bit into Nebuchadnezzar and his downfall. Nebuchadnezzar was uh, entertaining dignitaries from other countries, surrounding countries, and he was destroying them through all Babylon, the Hain Gardens, everything, saying, I erected this. I did this. It was by my blood, sweat, tears, uh, and knowledge and fortitude that all of what you see before you is because me, King Nebuchadnezzar, did this. And he boasts so much of, of what he did and took credit for what the Lord had given him that in that instant moment, he was struck with madness. And he, for seven years, ate of the grass of the field and behaved as such as a beast of the field crazy like literally out of his mind crazy mm. for seven years and it wasn't until after the seven years that he came out of it and realized like you know what the lord had to humble me the lord had to break me down to realize that i literally am nothing but a penance to him i i to, me. yeah can you imagine what he was doing the moment like common sense came back <laughs> <laughs> did he have a mouthful of locusts at that moment where he's just chumping them and then it's like oh my gosh I mean I, 
Am I am I flinging feces? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when he came out of the moment of madness, oh he's like, "What am I doing?" Oh no! You know, you know what I actually see? I actually see him chasing down an animal to eat it. <laughs> and he almost got it, and the animal was like. Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Do you know how hilarious that must have been? I wonder sure if you remember it the seven years, like, completely. Ooh, that okay. I would. I would if, if the Lord is a just and gracious God, I would hope that He wouldn't have him remember all of it. I would hope it would have been like some kind of blurry, weird dream that He just came out of and was like, "Oh, I think I I misplaced my my sanity for a minute." Okay, thank you, God. I get the message. I I won't be uh, uh, arrogant no more. I I'll do what you do. I'll stay in the six. Another another Canadian reference. <laughs> I'm I'm very disappointed in you right now. <laughs> Just that you can't learn from your mistakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> like we've let this slide three times now, and you just you insist, you know. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I, I think I found the verse of Daniel when um that verse specifically for our audience members. <laughs> That's Daniel chapter 4, verses 27, and I think that goes all the way down to 37. You want to read it? Um, Read some of it? Oh, yeah. Kind of paraphrase it for me, please. All right. It says, Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be lengthening of thy tranquility. All this came upon the king of Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of the 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken. The kingdom is departed from thee, and they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of heaven, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and did eat grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like bird's claws." Wow. He was, ah, that's, that's a level of, that's, that's a crazy level of madness to be in right there. And all, right. Because, and all because you induced it because you were saying that, no, I did all this. But it, when he came out of it, he, he, he realized once again who the true God was. And he died with his kingdom intact, but he died also knowing who God is and still is. And the Lord forgave him of his his transgressions. I bet men fool that they were. Okay. Justin. Yes. What you got? Oh, it's my turn? Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Jam Master J, but uh, I'm just going to limit it to Jonah. (laughs) Okay. I thought you were going to talk about Rev Run. Just a quick, if anybody out there in Radioland has never heard of Jonah, I've got a treat for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so 
Jonah gives a prophet to God, and one day, Jonah, or God comes to Jonah, and says, right here in Jonah chapter 1, verse 2, Arise, go to Nivea, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness come up before me. And it's, it's weird how I'm talking. It's because I'm talking to the echo. Okay. Oh, <laughs> so, hold on a minute. Let me fix that for you. Okay. Okay, anyway. So, Nivea is, or Nineveh, Nineveh. I know Nivea is actually a great set of personal hygiene products. Oh, my God. Nineveh, it's a great big evil city, pretty much. And God tells Jonah, as his prophet, it's your duty. Go out there. Tell them they're messing up. And so Jonah, being the not-so-great person, this is his flaw, his sin, is that he didn't trust in God. He didn't, because I guess... It's kind of like if somebody were to come to me and is like, Justin, rise up and go to the south side of Chicago and start preaching. And I'd be like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but Jonah didn't believe, he didn't trust that God would take care of him. Well, instead of going to Nineveh, he gets on a boat to go to Tarshish. And I don't know, Tarshish doesn't sound like a cool place to me, but Jonah would get I don't know, maybe they got good food or something. But Jonah went <laughs> on this boat to go to Tarshish. And as soon as he gets on the boat, they get out to sea, and a huge storm comes and starts tossing and turning and messing up the boat. And everybody in the boat is like, okay, guys, I don't care who you worship, but call that person up and tell them to come help us. And you know that's going like to be some, desperate. Somebody better work. Like, Non-denominational cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Jesus, Oprah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> right? Like, they're like, I don't care who you, who you worship, but call them up right now. Tell them we need help. <laughs> and so that everybody on the boat did that. They prayed to their gods, and nothing happened. And uh, all along the while, one person knows exactly what's happening. What does he do? Jonah? He goes down, and he goes to sleep. Now, He's like, I had enough of this. I'm going to bed. That is, that, and that's just reading that just blows my mind. Like, he knows God is mad, but he's still just going to go down and go to sleep. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's bold. That's a that certain type of arrogance yes, right there. That is the second little flaw of Jonah that I'm pointing out. First, didn't have enough faith. Now he's arrogant, just like, oh, God is bad, but, you know, he's going to be all right. He'll calm down. He'll be fine. This dude was actually willing to die in his sin. Like, he was actually going to go to sleep. Or, 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 like, Jesus was asleep during the storm, like, which is, of course, this is foreshadowing to it later. So he could have had faith that, you know what? God's not going to kill me for this. He needs me too much. Yeah, yeah man, he, 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 God's hands are tied. Like, he didn't have enough faith to go to Denver, but he had enough faith to be like, man, God's going to be all right. Exactly. He's cool with this one's fly. <laughs> so, anyway, the other people on the ship, they've been praying and doing their due diligence, and they notice Jonah's down there asleep. <laughs> so, naturally, they go down there like, what are you doing? Why aren't you praying? So Jonah tells them, you know, everything that's going down. And they're like, okay, we're going to draw a lot. And whoever loses is going to go for a swim. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, Jonah is the one who gets the wrong lot. And Jonah straight up tells him, you know what? Just throw me in the ocean. 
all of this is going to work out. Oh, my God. And, uh, and, you know, these are actually really nice guys. They're like, well, we don't really want that kind of karma on us, but we just tossed this innocent dude into the ocean. And Jonah's like, relax, man. Just toss me off. <laughs> It's <laughs> so, so chill with it. You know what? It's, 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 it's all like, good. It's all grits and gravy. I think you seem like he was high for the entire four chapters. <laughs> and so they do just that. They toss the man off. If you already know the story, you know what happens next. But if you don't, I'm about to spoil the ending. Of That's the book, spoiler alert. Or not, not the ending of the book. That's yeah, a cool alert. Spoiler alert. A big fish comes and eats Jonah. <laughs> Why hasn't Hollywood personally, made a movie of this yet? Personally, I can't imagine what kind of freak out must be going on. <laughs> because in my 28 years of life, <laughs> nothing I've ever eaten has ever come back yet. <laughs> in its original shape and form. But Jonah got eaten by fish and stayed down there for three days. Three nights, apparently, I, I just, I'm trying to imagine the, um, the original freakout. Like, was he, like, screaming, crying for, like, the first day? You, you would have had to. Like, you had to have been at that point. When did, it, when did it dawn on him that he wasn't being digested? <laughs> Probably by the second day had to be. I would have figured by the second day, if my skin isn't burning for some reason, then I'm like, okay, I guess I must just be sitting here for some reason. I think the Lord wants me to rethink my choices in life. You know what? It's like he could have been just as chill as he was. You know what? <laughs> this is just God. He's doing it again. God is just throwing his temper tantrum. Calm down, God. Relax. You can almost hear the Jerry Seinfeld bass. <laughs> Like later in the in the way. It's gonna be all right. This is all right. Anyway, three days later, the fish picks Jonah up on the shores, and God comes in again and says, "Jonah, get your blessing, Nineveh." Just just do what I ask you to do, bro. Stop playing. And apparently, at this point, Jonah has learned that he cannot run away. And he's probably thinking about what other creatures will eat him and bring him back. (laughs) 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 Because you had had to know that he, in the back of his mind, one thought was like, okay, this time I'm not going to escape by sea. But then, you know, the next thought is, what, is a bird going to come get me? Am I going to be eaten by giant birds and brought back? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that at all. So Jonah goes into Nineveh, and it says here in Jonah 3, chapter or verse 4, Jonah began to enter the city a day's journey, and he cried, and he said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them, even to the least of them. So pretty much Jonah went in there, and he said, This whole city is... It's SOL. You guys have been messing up. And they, people, the people believed him. They believed Jonah. They said, all right. They repented. They put on fat cloth. It even went all the way up to the king. And the king made all sorts of decrees. And he had people like not eating, not drinking, just the fast. Even the animals had to fast. They were so moved. So they stop your sinning, everybody. Stop the sinning. Exactly. Imagine, like, the king comes down and be like, all right, I know you love your, your dog. Can't feed that dog. Don't give him no water. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't feed that dog. That dog sinned. That dog needs to repent just like you do. 
Like Jana, Jana, don't feed Charlie. He was sinning along with you. Don't you feed Charlie. You and Charlie better be, you and Charlie better be. You see how little he is? He would waste away on day one. <laughs> the Lord will sustain him. <laughs> <laughs> all have sinned. All. all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's some serious level repenting. Like, man. Oh, Jonah, not being, you know, his first flaw was, of course, he didn't have the faith. His second flaw to me was a little bit of arrogance. He just went down and went to sleep. And here comes the third one, is that Jonah was actually not really happy about all this. He didn't believe that they had really changed, so he gets up. He's like, now they're going home. Or maybe heading back to Tarshish where he can grab a bite. He goes up onto a mountain and watches the city because he just, he just knows that they're SOL anyway. I mean, I can see why. You know, TV hadn't been invented yet. That was probably... that. I mean, I would have stuck around to see, a, like, the Lord just rain hellfire from the sky. That would have been the best type of entertainment but for me in a while. you saw them repent. What would make him think that God's still going to destroy them? Because he thought they were faking. It's like, yeah. they faking. Come on, Lord. Hell, hellstone and brimfire. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> big money. Big money. Big rocks. <laughs> Right? So he goes and sits on this hill. And this is probably his last flaw that I'm going to point out is apathy. Like, while he's sitting on the hill, the sun is bearing down on him. And he's just like, oh my gosh, the sun is horrible. So God sprouts up this plant and it gives him shade. And here he has this beautiful shade. He's super thankful. And then that night, a worm comes down and eats up the plant. And the plant dies, and Jonah sits up in the sun the next day, and now that and now Jonah's like livid. He's not just regular livid. He's like, oh my god, the sun is so horrible. I could die. He really Lo- says, I, the sun is just so Lo- bad. I could die. He even faced. Low key, Jonah had some. And- Jonah had some temperament, anger issues a little bit. He probably was yeah, a little bit high on that boat. Probably had to be. Like, might be like a bipolar guy or something. That- they do. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, if Jonah was in our present day, he'd be one of the most medicated pastors up on the pulpit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I would love to see Jonah preach. He'd be up there like, y'all laughing up Jonah's They're like, Pastor, Pastor, you, Pastor, did you have your meds today? Pastor, did you take your meds? Pastor, Pastor, take, the, take this cup. Just down that cup, Pastor. It's like, yeah, that's right. You know, I feel a little mellow now. And then we all pastor, ain't going to hell. Like Ben Carson. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you know he wasn't sitting out there like nobody took notice. No. I'm sure people were like, "What is he doing up there on that hill?" <laughs> but you know, anyway, beyond that, so of course, God comes to him and he says, uh, "Well, you're really upset that that plan is dead." But here you are sitting here. You don't feel a thing at the very thought of that, of that entire city being overthrown. Like, that doesn't bother you, but the plant bothers you. The plant that you had for, like, one day, that's freaking you out. But there's whole certain people down there. Exactly. And you lives. here waiting to watch them be overthrown. That doesn't ha- bother you. Hashtag Nineveh lives matter. <sighs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's Jonah right there. He's, he had, didn't have a lot of faith. He was kind of arrogant. 
and he was apathetic to the lives of other people, people he just felt like they weren't worth his time. He'd rather go to Tarshish or, and he'd rather watch them all burn. Like, if anything, if he genuinely thought they were all going to be burned or the city was going to be overthrown, he should have gone back down there and kept preaching. <laughs> but he'd rather sit up on the hill and then he's only moved at the desk of when he loses his shade from the sun. That's the only thing that moved him. Oh, I have to sit in the sun now. I'd rather die. So that concludes my little talk on uh, Jonah. Because I, ju- yeah. I, I just want to chime into yours right quick, and then we'll go to Jana's. It show, well, your, 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 your story shows that God had to show Jonah that your ways are not my own. Your ways would have everybody killed, and I am way more merciful than you, bruh. So he had, like, God had to really emphasize that to Jonah by giving him that little parable of the of the tree, actually showing him that those lives do matter and that God values those lives. Even though that city was just full of sinners, the mere fact that they did see the error in their ways and repent, God was like, yes, I'm going to take you guys in. I'm not going to destroy you. That's all I wanted. I just wanted you guys to do right. That's it. I mean, when you when you really think about it, like Jonah, this is one of the shortest books in the Bible. Like, exactly. It's just four chapters. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And when it cuts off so abruptly, it almost gives you the impression like God just gave up. You know what I mean? Like I God dropped the mic and was like, you know what? That's it. In four chapters, I gave you one mission. You had one, one. job. You, you had, had one job. One job. <laughs> and every step is a fight with you. I gotta drag you everywhere it's like i was going to add you in some other fish ch- and swim you where you needed to go you know what i mean exactly it's, just like, it's like by the end it's like you, it's like you the biblical that? version of get him to the greek that's what it is it's the biblical version of get him to the greek i'm not i'm not oh, you guys didn't watch that movie justin you watched that movie didn't you I've seen it. Yeah, like basically, you're avoiding your responsibilities, and I, I've got to send Fat Jonah Hill or Whale to get you to do what you need to do. You know, it kind of, it's kind of like a reflection. Yes, I did. I, 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 yes. Like you've got this whole book, this whole Bible, and it's full of stuff, and it tells us what to do. And a lot of us already know things. But we still, God still has to like drag us through life. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, none of us have been eaten by fish. Thank, thank God above. I, I'd be trying to freak out if I was yeah. in a fish belly. But, <laughs> you know, God still has to drag me to do things that I know I should do that He's told me to do. He still got to drag me through it anyway. I think all of us have that problem, though, initially. Like, I, I know for a fact, for me speaking personally, there's certain things that God has put before me, and I'm like, I don't really want to do that, God. Can I choose option B? And I try to do option B. And God was like, no, I, my son, I told you option A. So I'm going to make option B become option A, whether you like it or not. Because I know what's best for you. I see what's best for you. And I want the best for you. I have seen some people like that. And, and I'm going to go, go, uh, yeah. Get well, yeah, when you wrong. go ahead and start with yours when you're done. But I, I have actually seen stuff like that, like in real life where, you know, there are some people that God can, you know, okay, I'm presenting this before you and I want you to, you know, I want to lead you to the right decision. You know exactly. what I mean? There are some people, though, that God has to literally shut every other door because they will go through every other door. Than the one he wants them to go they, to. Exactly. Like they just refuse 
stubbornness to the full. Exactly. It's it's like it's ridiculous. It's like Mm -hmm. how much pain do you want to inflict on yourself? This could be so easy if you just you know you going left, you going right, you going left, you going right. You could have just gone in a straight line and been there by now. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like the children of Israel. Basically, forty years. Forty years. It didn't have to take that long. I was going to talk about two, but I think I'm just going to stick to one for the sake of time. Um, and it is, it's basically, I, I like to take, you know, like Bible characters that everybody knows and loves and then like point out their flaws because I like to nitpick and stuff. Um, anyway, the one that I'm choosing is Joseph. And I think, uh, especially going last, like I think it's really strengthened by, you know, the story of Nebuchadnezzar, the story of, of Jonah. Um, the story of Joseph, you can find it in Genesis. He starts off in Genesis 37. Genesis 37. So hang on, I'm going to pull it up. And it starts in um It starts in verse 2, really. Um So Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them hater now joseph now israel loved joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him joseph had a dream and when he told it to his brothers they hated him all the more he said to him he he said to them listen to this dream i had we were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly when suddenly a sheaf uh, hang on, sorry. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your, while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? You can hear that agitation. Will you actually rule us? Are you serious? Dude, sorry. Really? Every really podcast. every time. Podcast. Every time. Every you can't get on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's too much just Milwaukee edit. there. Just edit. It's just. <laughs> oh my goodness! It always gets beeped. It gets can, beeped. Can I, okay, I'll just I'll just read this. I'll just read this. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Okay. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. Okay. His brother said to him, Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? We'll use that take. Okay. And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Let's just pause right there. They just got furious with you for telling them their first dream. All right. They don't, they don't need, you don't need them to co-sign your dream. You don't need to tell them the dream. All uh-huh. right. And if you look at the background, Jacob, you're his favorite. You know what I mean? Of course. Clearly, because have- he came from the wife of the favorite. Exactly. You have this right. nice coat. The and favorite that, son of the favorite wife. Basically, okay? Like, you have this nice coat. You got, And, of course, if, if, if their dad is making him a coat, you can assume, especially having Jacob's history, J- Jacob was a favorite of exactly. his father, Isaac. You know what I mean? So favoritism didn't seem to be, like, this thing that people really felt like hiding. You know exactly. what I mean? Oh, no, no. You, you let it know. You, it was known the minute you came out the womb. That, that's my favorite right there. Basically, uh, I'm sorry, you other kids. That one's my favorite. I, I'm sorry. You're, but, but at this at this point, the dude is 17 years old. So you can imagine that things have happened in the 17 years where the sons already know that Joseph is the favorite, right? 
Tell you what True. He's like the only person getting birthday celebrations. <laughs> Everybody else has to share a day. Oh, it's, uh, it's May 3rd. All you other kids, it's your birthday. <laughs> right? I got you. I got you guys a ball. Now you can play together. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's basically their life, okay? Um, and let me let me go ahead and just and just finish reading, okay? He had another dream and he told it to his brothers again. Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? Actually. I feel like that word in the Bible signifies real-life agitation. Um, <laughs> Which word is it again? Actually. Will I? Will we actually? Actually? Like, down? seriously? Are you serious? Bruh. Right. I, I imagine sure that was like the like, biggest bruh in the Bible. Like, like bruh. The fact, the fact that Joseph is, or, or that Jacob is now taking the side of his. Hashtag bruh. Of his castaway sons. Yeah. Like, you really. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. He don't even like y'all and he agreeing with you. How annoying was Joseph that Jacob left his side and went to his brother's side? You serious? You really think? we? I'm your dad. I will kill you right now and nobody will take me to jail. You know what I mean? And you think I'm going to bow down before you? And so it's just, you know, and then then you read. This This happens in... Um, I, oh, I, uh, not to piggyback, I'm going to piggyback off of you. Like, not I can see that because being an eldest child, and I know Julian being an eldest child, I wish my brother would. I wish he would. I mean, and that, that actually is kind of a valid point. Joseph was one of the youngest ones, you know yep. what I mean? And he was really, I mean, you can just imagine the fact that he had the audacity to continue to agitate them like this. He really was being treated kind of like the bell of the ball, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like he right, was taking yeah. advantage of that because he knew, I feel like he knew that he could, you know, continue to poke them and his dad would always have his back. Yeah. And he would never have his brother's back. And I feel like that's the reason why he continued to, you guys are going to bow down. It was almost like, nah, 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 boo, boo. That's kind of what he was doing. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, Janet. Right? Right quick. Just, There's uh, no nice way to say that. Exactly. <laughs> There's exactly. no nice way to say to somebody, they're going to bow down to me, man. Yeah, you're going to be. Uh, Je no, Jenna, just saying. to give you a fact check, fact check as well, too, uh, from Genesis 25, 25. Uh, Isaac loved Esau because he ate, he did eat of his venison, but Rebecca right. loved Jacob. Jacob was, okay, yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, Rebecca, Jacob was Rebecca's favorite, that's yes. right. I forget, yeah, Isaac liked the manly dude, and, and Rebecca kind of liked the... Yeah, the, okay, the, yeah. The, I, I don't know why I always get that. And then if you think back to Abraham, you know, Abraham had Ishmael, Ishmael and mm -hmm. Isaac, and Isaac was the favorite there. So this was like a line of favoritism. Yeah. It wasn't no thing. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, so, thank you for that correction. But, but Johnny, you were the favorite, weren't you? No. <laughs> no. There was. I Well, I always. We're not going to get into this. I'm not pulling out personal information out of me right now. No. I was not a favorite. Um, <laughs> I'll admit I wasn't the favorite. I wasn't yeah, the favorite. No, I, um, I, think, I think my parents kind of cycled. Like, you know, at different times, we were the favorites. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I think I was probably the favorite. We know, we know Julian wasn't the favorite. Julian was just the workhorse. Yeah. 
poor little guy. Um, <laughs> I like to think that I'm always a favorite. <laughs> that's, that's okay in your own little world. Go ahead, I'm all y'all's favorite too. That's fine. And you're all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, Justin is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I think legally Julian has to be my favorite. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I'll take that. <laughs> well, you, you, have, you have to. You put a ring on it. <laughs> you bought and paid for your your favorite. Um, well, well, okay, okay. I'll, I I'll liked it, fly. so I had to put a ring on. I, I'll give you that. Wow. I'll give you that. These these. Popular references. <laughs> they just—they must stop. They must come to an end. Because he'll right. hold you down. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I didn't mean to scream. I'm sorry. I will throw the key with you. All right. Okay. Can we get back to the? Yeah. Sorry. Lord. Go ahead. Okay. My cheeks hurt. So, um, in 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 verse uh ten is when his father rebu- rebukes him and all this kind of stuff. Um, by verse 12 and on in chapter 37 is when his brothers are like, you know what, we gonna get rid of this dude. Like, dad keeps, you know, favoring this guy and all this kind of stuff. It keeps, you know, I imagine they were getting blamed for little things. You know, uh, Joseph probably wanted to pull his end of the bargain, so they ended up having and, to pull. And you do see that a lot, too. Every time you, uh, I'll, I'll take it to even this point, when you see a, a, a visual representation of how Joseph was with his brothers, when they do, a, when Hollywood does either an animated or a live feature, you see that uh, uh, Jacob is always clowning his, like, he's getting on his older sons, like, why didn't you do it this way? I showed you how to shear sheep this way. You go, this way. that's not how I showed you. Why can't, like, why can't you be like your brother? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know, no, never mind, you're, you're, you're Joseph. Uh-uh. You don't have to worry about this. I'm going to teach you how to read and write. I don't want you being stupid like them. I mean, you you can honestly, you can see that happening. In a lot of ways, it's his dad's fault. Uh, it is, in a sense. Yeah, it, like, his, like, he caused that, yes. Yeah, I mean, by, because these brothers, they, there are four different mothers here, and they all get along except for Rachel's son. You know what I mean? It's not like they're like, okay, we're all Bill, his son, so we're all going to stick together. We don't like Zilpah. This isn't sister wives. You know what I mean? yeah, it's not like that. Like, everybody kind of <laughs> came together, but Joseph... And so you think about the the upbringing, you think about the way he kind of interacted with them and all this kind of stuff, and it really leads you, like, it kind of shows you the dynamic that everybody has. Exactly. You know? So when they get to selling him, yes, that is still pure evil. But you can just imagine... Oh, kids, don't sell your siblings if uh, they really piss you off and you don't, can clearly don't see that their parents are the... Don't, don't, don't do that. Human trafficking is never a good thing. It's not okay in any way. Just putting that PSA out there. <laughs> but like, so we see that and, and that was really... That was kind of the sin that I saw there was... J- Joseph just seemed extremely prideful and the reason why I'm, I'm kind of happy that I get to go last and I you know I heard you guys' examples um, mm-hmm. of Jonah and Nebuchadnezzar is because all three of these guys had issues with pride and needed to be humbled you yeah. know be- in the worst way yeah. exactly like all of them well Jonah we we're led to believe that he was kind of a lost cause you know what I mean but it's like in every one of these situations God had to, and with Saul, even with Saul, yeah. God had to take these drastic measures. He had to. Really, dra- I mean, he blinded one, the other one he turned into an animal, the third one he got <laughs> eaten by an animal, and now Joseph is sold into slavery. Slave. You know what I mean? These drastic measures. God Slave and then gets, uh, gets attempted rape by a cougar. Ba- oh, exactly. All right. And it's like, God has to like. <laughs> yes. Why yeah. didn't I check that? Why did I let that one 
was like, I think I was <laughs> attempted rape by a cougar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that boy. <laughs> she over there like well i mean i mean she was (laughs) but they did say potiphar's wife was beautiful but dude was like nah 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 ma'am you too old for me no that's not what he said it had nothing to do with age i I know i'm I'm playing around i'm playing around (laughs) i mean you know Everything that happened, these drastic measures, when you look at all four stories, uh-huh. I mean, it just really shows you. And the fact that we didn't even come together to choose all this, it really, like, we just kind of chose our stories and came mm-hmm. together. But I think the common strain here is that God cannot, it does not matter where your heart is or how good you think you are. He's not going to give up on you. No, he's not going to give up on you, but he can't use you if you are if you have pride. No, he, he just no he's not. Because right. pride doesn't equate into what God does. Exactly. Like, you can't, you can't break you down. Yourself. Exactly. He has to, like, really, really break you down. And he, one thing you got to give to God is he is creative. I he's mean, he is creative. a real creator. You know it's, it's, it is better to have served God and just do what he said. Because I, I, I know me. I don't want to know what God creative foolishness God would come up with to get me back on track. I'd rather not know. Because I don't want to. I don't want to lose my sight. I don't want to be turned into an animal for seven years. <laughs> no. Getting eaten by a fish. Second, it would be kind of interesting if they're like full of repeat. Like if big fish were just eating people all over the Bible. I mean, like a really interesting thing. No, epidemic. Like no, we can't have the walk. We can't have the Walking Dead. Then we've we've had human flesh. So were we saying the zombie curse was a way of God trying to get somebody back on track? Zombies? No, we're never not, mind. He's talking about walking. We're not. We're not doing this. We are not doing this. You okay. know, I was actually going to say something to this as well, too, because uh, Whit- uh, Pastor Whitlow actually brought this up in a sermon today, talking about sin and forgiveness. Um, there, the Talking Dead. I'm pretty sure some of our listeners are, f- are familiar with the the talk show that comes on after the Walking Dead premieres on Sunday night. Um, they interviewed the creator of the show and the creator of the show, like they asked him, like, where did you get the inspiration for the walking dead? And he actually said he got it from the, his inspiration came from reading revelation and how the Bible depicted, how the Bible depicted those who did not accept God as such the walking dead, because once you die, that's it. Whereas us being us being forgiven of our sins, accepting God into our lives, we will rise again. But those who do not are essentially already the walking dead. I, you gotta, well, you gotta, you had to watch the interview. It made a lot of sense. It was deep and it, it was like this. He made it work, and he made it work. And uh, listeners later on, you'll hear him explain his uh, his standpoint and such. But I thought it was it was a very interesting point to the fact that going back to what our all of our all of our uh, all of our stories bring to light that God. Like I said, like what Jenna said, God won't God won't give up on us. We have to turn our backs to Him, mm-hmm. and we have to continue turning our backs to Him to just lose out on salvation altogether. But God will try His umpteenth hardest to get us to see that what He has for us is better than what anything we can either do, create, imagine, or think that should happen. Mm-hmm. Because unlike God, we don't have we don't have the omnipotence of seeing all and knowing all. He knows all. He sees all. He sees the big picture. And overall, he sees that 
our lives would be much better serving him, being with him, than being drawn to whatever the devil says we could, we should or think we should be doing. Basically, yeah. All righty. Alert. <laughs> fun this evening i think we've uh covered a lot of what sin does to a person but no matter what sin does jesus is already jesus already spread uh spilled spilled his blood and his blood will wash us clean white and our robes will be as white as snow so i think it's always important to remember that uh going forward that no matter what you do it's not. It will never be enough to, for God to turn his uh, to turn his back on you. He will always love you and always want you. Go ahead, Julian. All right. This is verse um, um, that I found interesting. That I feel like it correlates with what this topic is. It's, Go ahead and share the verse with us, man. Second um, Corinthians chapter twelve, verses nine, and it We're says, "My grace today. is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness." Amen. Yeah, in weakness. Amen. So you can either admit you're weak now. Or let God oh, show I can you. Wipe weak. the floor with you. Mm-hmm. And you don't want. You don't want prepare. option B. But all right. I think that's a good stopping point there. Like I said, uh, but I think for us, we're going to call it a night. So on behalf, right. so on behalf of Justin, Jana, and Julian, and myself, you guys take care, and I'm, we're going to go and close out with prayer. Dear only Father. All right. dear only father we uh thank you for the topics and the discussions and more so the examples you've given to us in your holy word these real life examples of people that you couldn't turn your back on not only because you love them so much but because they they were meant to aid in what we can use to apply to our lives let us know that Whatever we do in life, the mistakes that we will inevitably make because we are sinners, you will still accept us with open arms because you love us, the sinner, but hate the sin. And as long as we remember to bring those sins to you, Lord, to cast them out of us into the depths of the sea where no man can reach or know that they exist, that we can be with you for an eternity, Lord. We thank you for all of what you've done to us, blessings, just Keep raining those blessings down upon us all, Lord. And I ask that you keep us steadfast to you, that we resist the temptation for sin. I ask all these things in your Holy Son's name, Jesus, I do pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so, Amen. Jo- so that was our episode. Join us again uh, next time, and also be on the lookout for our new, our upcoming mini-episodes, uh, where we talk about, we have little powwows for about 10 to 12 minutes on little questions that we come up with during the week and also make sure to catch us where julian at randombiblequestion.com or if they want to find us on facebook that's facebook.com forward slash random bible question but if they on twitter follow us at random bible q and a and if they do snapchat well they're out of luck we don't do snapchat yet <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. We're getting there. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening, and we'll see you here next time on Rain.